Welcome to the Reinspiring You podcast, a ministry of revitalizing you that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. My name is Jared Williams, and I am glad that you decided to join us today. May this podcast be a place for you to hear teachings, interviews, and stories that encourage you to rethink, regroup, and recharge. Now, here's today's episode. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Reinspiring You podcast. Today, it is February 14th. It is Valentine's Day. So we are going to pause our regularly scheduled programming and we will do a special Valentine's Day edition of the podcast. So here we go. Get ready. Buckle your seatbelts. Here we go. First of all, Valentine's Day. What is Valentine's Day after all? Now, I have done a little bit of research and most of the research that I have done basically all I can come up with is the origin is obscure. Apparently, nobody really has a solid definition on what the history of Valentine's Day is, other than it started out as a feast day for a martyr named St. Valentine. However, St. Valentine was a or Valentine was a common name, so there were several St. Valentines in the back in the day. So which one is it for? I guess the martyr? If there was more than one, I don't know. It's, it seems like everybody has a different opinion. And how did we get from feast day of a martyr to the lovey-dovey hearts, flowers, chocolate, Valentine's Day cards, all that stuff that we have now that everyone celebrates? Even that is a little bit obscure in how we got there. I can't find a definite, and in all the researches, every single one agrees on everything. It's, how are you supposed to do research on that? Anyway, Valentine's Day is not the only thing you can celebrate on February 14th. It is also National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day. Now, how about that? That sounds super yummy. National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day. So I suppose it's a good thing, it's a good day to go out and get cream-filled chocolates. I mean, there's probably plenty of that running around. It is Valentine's Day after all. But interestingly enough, Europe consumes half the world's chocolate supply. I did not know that. I thought that was pretty interesting. And that chocolate chip cookies were accidentally invented. Hershey's makes over 70 million Hershey's Kisses a day. It takes 500 cocoa beans to make one pound of chocolate. Chocolate milk was invented in the early 18th century in Jamaica. Nestle was founded in 1866 in Switzerland. And approximately one and a half million creamed eggs are made by Cadbury every day. Interesting little chocolate facts there. But the best thing you can do to celebrate National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day, I suppose, is to go and try some cream-filled chocolates. Sounds wonderful. But that's not the only thing you can celebrate on February 14th. It is also Library Lover's Day. How about that? Why Library Lover's Day? Well, the thing is, it's actually a good idea. We don't go to libraries like we used to. 
Many people who are in the, the younger generations don't visit libraries, and why would we want to? You're, the entire library of the internet is at your fingertips, literally, on your smartphone. Why would we need to go to a building that has books and read books? Why would we want to do that? Well, because sometimes books have more information and better information than the internet. Books also tend to be a little bit more believable, in my experience anyway. And the best thing you can do to celebrate Library Lover's Day, well, you go to the library, you can rent some films and books that you just don't find online. Sometimes you can't find certain things at libraries have them, which is pretty cool. Also, if you go and check out your local library, you might find out that they have activities for the public that maybe you didn't even know about. Our local library just recently did a class on painting, and I know that they have other classes as well for the public to come in and learn and all kinds of things like that. So definitely, you'd go and check out your local library on February 14th. You can do it any day, but on Library Lover's Day is especially a good day to do it. February 14th is also Oregon Statehood Day. The state of Oregon became the 33rd state in the U.S. on February 14th, 1859. That's pretty cool. You could celebrate that by traveling to Oregon, or you could celebrate uh, Library Lover's Day and Oregon Statehood Day and... Arizona Statehood Day, because Arizona became the 48th state on February 14th of 1912. You could celebrate all three of those days together by going to the library and doing research on the state of Oregon and the state of Arizona. And if you really wanted to have some fun, you can check out books about Oregon and Arizona from your local library, take them home, and eat cream-filled chocolates. Whoa! How about that? That's a great idea. It is also, and this one is my favorite. When I was in school, this is the day that we celebrated, and that is Ferris Wheel Day. It is Ferris Wheel Day. You could probably research all that stuff and take them on a Ferris wheel and eat your chocolates on there. But anyway, you might lose the books. That's probably a bad idea. Anyway, Ferris Wheel Day is February 14th. What's interesting about Ferris Wheel Day is that the first ever Ferris wheel opened in 1893 at the Chicago World's Fair. It was an instant hit, and people thought it was incredible. Up to that point, the most incredible thing in the world was the Eiffel Tower, and so the Ferris wheel was radically unusual. It was radically different. People really thought that was neat. And people would pay to ride the thing. What's interesting about this, and I'm not sure how this exactly works, but apparently it had 36 cars, and each car could hold over 10, 20 passengers, like a good number of passengers. And it was very possible that over 2,000 people could ride that ride at any one time. How in the world, I don't know, but apparently it could. So I'm sure they made a lot of money. Unfortunately, Mr. Ferris never got to enjoy any of the money because apparently uh, he didn't get any of the profits from the exposition and so he had to give you know, he sued them and it was tied up in court and he ended up dying before he got his money sad day anyway ferris wheel day is another day that you can celebrate on february 14th but is that all that you can celebrate on february 14th not 
this year, there is something else that I found to be very interesting that is happening on February 14th of this year. And that is February 14th is also Ash Wednesday. And Ash Wednesday is the beginning of Lent. Now, Lent is not something that I have had the privilege to to take part of uh, growing up. It's something I've never really looked into much before either. Um, but it's it looks like it's very some something's very interesting. Uh, I know a lot of churches do that. A lot of people across the world celebrate Lent and observe Lent. And the thing that's interesting about Lent is is people give up stuff, give up something for Lent. They fast. That could be food. It could be maybe give up sweets or soda pop or something like that. Uh, but it also could be where you give up a technology, TV, or social media, or something like that. And anything that you do like that is going to involve sacrifice. And I think it's interesting that Valentine's Day and Ash Wednesday come together because Valentine's Day is all about love, and Ash Wednesday is all about sacrifice, and love and sacrifice often go together, whether that is for a, a family if you, you know, in a marriage or family, your kids, uh, friends, if you love somebody, you will sacrifice for them. You will want to give up things for yourself for them rather than buying that thing that you want, you, you know, that, that um, dessert or something like that at the grocery store for yourself. You might buy something else that you know the kids want. Love and sacrifice very often go together. And I find that especially true looking into the Lenten season. Love and sacrifice go together with Jesus. Love and sacrifice go together with Jesus. And I was reading in 1 John chapter 4 and verses 9 and 10 say, By this the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. And that right there is love and sacrifice combined. And as I was reading through this, the the part that really struck me in this, um, by this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. And here it is. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. Not that we loved God. You know, as people, we generally don't love God in and of ourselves. It's something that we have to choose, like love is in general. But you especially have to, to choose to love God because our natural bent is to do everything possible to not love God. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And it goes on that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. And in this, that not that we loved God, Romans 5.8 adds to that that God showed his love toward us. He demonstrated it toward us. That while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Even when we didn't love God, God loved us so much that he sent Jesus to die for 
our sins in our place so that we could be with him and we can be saved. And if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. And what is in 1 John, and it's talking about this, in this is love, not that we loved God, but he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. That's just a fancy word. What does it mean? Well, sacrifice for our sins that puts away the sin, not covers it up. That's atonement. That puts away our sin so that when God looks at us, he doesn't see our sin because it's not there. It's gone. It's been put away. That's what Jesus did for us on the cross. So how cool is that? That Valentine's Day, that's all about love, and Ash Wednesday, that's all about sacrifice, come together. Love and sacrifice come together, and they come together with Jesus. So how about you? Have you ever celebrated Ash Wednesday or observed Lent? Did you ever give up something for Lent? Have you ever asked Jesus into your life? We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your stories and and how some of those things went. You can connect with us on the Revitalizing You Facebook page. We hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Re-Inspiring You podcast. We are glad you took the time to invest in your life today. As always, make sure you have subscribed so you don't miss any episodes. If you like what you've heard today, feel free to drop us a note at rypodcast at protonmail.com. You can also connect with us via the Revitalizing You Facebook page. Please note, homeopathy does not treat an illness. It addresses the entire person and is a matter of the body caring for itself. If you need treated or diagnosed, we here at Revitalizing You believe that the advice of a professional physician is in order. If you would like more information about an online homeopathic class or personal consultation, visit the Revitalizing You website at revitalizingyou.square.site or connect with us on Facebook. The Reinspiring You podcast is a ministry of Revitalizing You that focuses on helping its listeners to relax the mind, restore the body, and renew the spirit. Until next time, may you have reoccurring success and God bless.